0: Hi, Purple Chest here, just as a start to One World, One Blood Bowl 21. Uh, Let me warn you, there were some technical issues with this one, so I've had to weld two different uh, cuts from the Twitch uh, VODs together, um, and we do miss a little bit of uh, some of the introduction and a little bit of the end, uh, just of everyone saying goodbye, so you won't get one of my interminable uh, wind-ups instead. Um, I do hope you enjoy the episode, and I am working on fixing those technical issues going forwards, but this time it's going to be a strange one. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to One World, One Blood Bowl, uh, number 21, uh, the one without any meaningful title. Uh, So happy Christmas for 19, for 2022. Uh, I wasn't there in 1922, despite some of the rumours currently flying around the Twitch scene. Um, And I'd like to welcome some lovely people that have joined me for the sort of Christmas special or the Christmas show for One World, One Blood Bowl. Uh, for this year, and to talk about just a few bits and bobs that are flying around at the moment that caught my eye and interested me. And I thought we'd get an interesting collection of people together. Um, Principally, someone who is streaming and actively playing Blood Bowl 2, someone who's maybe drifted off and is playing a lot more Fumble at the moment, and someone who perhaps thinks of themselves maybe first and foremost as a tabletop player when it comes to playing Blood Bowl and a hobbyist, Uh, and also then maybe an expert in the sphere of computer gaming and games in general, uh, and talk about some of the big news that we had from Blood Bowl 3. But there is some other stuff going on I want to talk about as well. Uh, my name is Purple Chest, and obviously this is my show to some degree. Um, in front of you we have Elliot, we have Inarian, we have Thor 87, and we have the lovely Volcajo. All of them returning guests, so they shouldn't need much of an introduction. Um, but I am going to introduce them a little bit, uh, and just uh, say the following to each. Uh, hello Elliot, how are you? How has 22 been for you? And what are your hopes and fears for 23? What's your Blood Bowl like at the moment?
1: Good evening, PC. Merry Christmas to you and and you too. And, uh, and yeah. How how is my 22E? I, I guess the the same as the 21 and the 20. Uh, more 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 near misses. More continued failure. Still never won chalice. Still still Blood Bowl 2. Still streaming it. Playing a bit of fumble now. And then very we enjoyed the fumble um, in you know this year with a new rule set, which we've not seen yet, of course, it, on yeah. the Sinai client. We'll see that next year. Uh, and w- my hopes and fears for for 23. I really you know they 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 rest on blood Bowl three I guess my my hopes are that it's it's good and it does well and we can have a lot of fun with you know a, a great new client with a new rule set my fears are that it's not <laughs> uh, basically my fears are that you know some of the warning signs we have seen in the beta come to pass um but yeah we'll, we, we'll see I guess
0: yeah I mean fairly evidently, one thing we have seemed to have got nailed down is they are holding very firm to their february 23rd release date
1: uh, yeah.
0: So that seems to be. You know, we are two months away. Um, in how are you? Uh, welcome back to the world of Blood Bowl. Uh, you described uh, yourself to me as someone who has returned very recently.
2: Uh, well, uh, I, I have in a way. Uh, it's uh, Blood Bowl Three that's pulling me back to play uh, Blood Bowl Two. <laughs> okay. In uh, anticipating, uh, I'm anticipating Blood Bowl Three to be good, and I want to start playing it again. So we shall see. I mean, as Elliot said, uh, he hopes um, it will be good, and so do I. And I think uh, we all want it to be good. Uh, So we are a bit nervous, I guess. Yeah, but it's got you
0: back. It's got you back playing blood bowl. Are you enjoying yourself?
2: Uh, Yeah, I've been playing my flings uh, and the. they are not performing that well <laughs> yet, but I'm um, I'm gonna have a lot of fun with my flings in uh, the new rules. So uh, I'm really looking forward for that. Have you got your hands well, on a
0: hefty before now?
2: Have you uh, tossed a, I, Have you tossed a catcher? Uh, no, not yet. But I got the minis, but I haven't painted them or right. glued them together. But I bought them actually uh, this uh, spring, and I still haven't painted them. So. But my you friend have... might uh, help me uh, with the painting, so w- we shall see uh, if you... I start playing tabletop again. Oh. Do you have a Do you have a griff? And uh, no, <laughs> I don't have a griff.
0: <laughs> or a morgue?
2: No, no morgue. I'm afraid either.
0: then your fling team is incomplete by modern standards. Oh,
2: um, you don't need those stars.
0: <sighs> you don't need them, but you might find everyone else is using them.
2: In, yeah, in the stunty I scene,
0: um, and yeah. that—that's a, a huge problem. Uh, we should talk about another day. Yeah. That maybe deserves its own its own thing. Um, he started talking already. Uh, so Thor, how are you? How's your 22 been? What are you looking forward to, or hopes and fears for 23?
3: So my 22's been uh, quite interesting. I've bought a house. Um, I'm I'm finally moved in, settled. The internet is now up running, and I'm I started streaming again today. Uh, so back painting on stream, which is good. Um. Yeah, so that's been a massive development, um, potentially a new job change in the new year as well, which should be really good, and potentially give me more time to actually paint on stream as well, um, so can't complain. Uh, my, my hopes and fears for 2023 are mostly revolving around football and the World Cup next year. football um, because I run Thread, uh, which is a massive charity tournament uh, with the help of Squad Chaos, obviously. Uh, 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 yep, yeah, that's the Threadball 2022 t-shirt as modelled by Volcajo. Um, <laughs> oh, I
0: love the hajo there. I, it, it, and it's it, only uh, to have my pronunciation game, don't I?
3: Well, no, we, we went to uh, um, Valencia for Riva Bowl this year and that's how the Spaniards pronounce his name and I, I think it's amazing. Um, but yeah, the World Cup, it's potentially that we're going to have over 100 Squad Chaos people on Squad Chaos teams there. Yeah, um, which is all landing on my neck to, to organise them so yeah, great stuff but no, it, it's I mean, I know uh, Volk's on about bringing his team over, so we've got some Germans we've got some Czechs, we've got uh, Irish, we've got British uh, we've got some American teams coming over as Squad Chaos, so the, the, the initiative is just expanding, which has always been the hopes and dreams of it
0: yeah, it can't be stated often enough. I mean, there's two things I really want to talk about there. The first is that the World Cup is, is not about national teams. I mean, it can be. If you want to go as a national team, great. But if you want to go as, you know, five guys named Joe, then no one's going to mind if you're from completely different countries. It It's about a festival of blood bowl. It's about bringing people together and playing a lot of blood bowl. Um, so really don't get hung up in, oh, I'm I'm not good enough to play for Andorra, uh, because frankly, everybody is. <laughs> And the second one is, of course, Squad Chaos and Christmas, because um, I mean, we, I've talked about this on the podcast before, but um, it's one of the reasons I, I asked you to come on. Um, Squad Chaos isn't just about playing Blood Bowl uh, and getting together with other people that like playing Blood Bowl, although it does that fantastically well. It's always from the very start a bit about mental health and looking after people, isn't it?
3: Very much so. Um, during the start of COVID, um, myself included, met many of our gaming group in the in the UK and our friends abroad as well found that we were struggling a little bit just with the isolation not going to tournaments Mm -hmm. etc so we settled we set up a facebook group to begin with moved it over to discord because it it works so much better and it's just a massive safe space for anybody at all you don't even have to play we've got we've got people's partners on there that come on and just just chill out on the server as well and if you're having a bad day you can come on you can vent there's always a friendly ear um yeah if, if you're having Particular mental health troubles. People, other people have been through similar, and they can lend an ear, lend a shoulder. Or if you just you've done something good, actually, if, if you're having a good day, we've got a feel good. <laughs> we've, got a, we've got a feel good channel. You can come on, you can brag saying I've managed to finish painting this team in in the painting channels, or I've had a really nice day doing stuff with the kids or something. Yeah. It's it's just it's all about trying to promote that positive. Positive energy within the
0: scene, and, and at this time of year, it, it's particularly important. This can be a brutal time sure. if you're, you know, if you're on your own or if you're separated from loved ones. Um, so whether it's through scored chaos or anything else, if that's if that's you or if that's someone you you know or you can think of, um, there's a couple of mates I always make sure I drop a text to at this time of year because, you know, there's a couple of mates that aren't here, um, and this time of year was what was responsible for a couple of those ultimate decisions and it's it can be very difficult so look out for each other and if you need something reach out to you know, on my server or certainly on anyone on squad chaos will certainly you'll find a warm welcome and a, a warm landing place there and other nerds that play Blood Bowl, and there's a reasonable chance if you're listening to this that you probably fall into that category uh, whether you it, own it fully
3: or not it's open to everybody as well there's no eligibility criteria or anything like that and anybody and everybody is welcome. Yes, if we you're one rule... completely
0: happy and, and well-adjusted and, and your life's going great, you're still welcome on the squad. Chaos <laughs> server. It's, it's not just a crisis point. Yeah,
3: we, we just have one rule, which is uh, don't be a dick. Yeah, you know, just just be a nice human being, and that's all we can ask for.
0: It's yeah, it's it's a pretty decent rule I find. Just try and treat the world with a bit of positivity in your heart, um, and see how that far that gets you. Yeah. Not always easy to do when your life is no. bleak, but it's it's a good thing to try and live, to. Uh, Valkarjo, how are you? The king of Blood Bowl in Berlin, you were telling me. Uh,
4: nah, and and
0: nah. I, I'm loving your seasonal crown. Uh, I hope that's nah, not there's... offending anybody.
4: We, we do have a lovely community over here that um, has been growing, and uh, that is one of the main things. Um, looking back at 2022, um The community aspect, which I've always been about when it comes to Blood Bowl, um, how that has grown. Not like I mean, Andy uh, said it about Squad Chaos uh, globally. Um, People, uh, yeah, don't see their like local gaming communities anymore. They see it as a bigger community, and that's fantastic. Um, I've experienced that in multiple uh, places this year. Um, I think I'm now at like 120, 130 NAF games at Tabletop this year. Um, Traveled a fair bit for it. um, Met a lot of people I only met online before. um, And it felt like instantly they were my close friends because I've talked to them on Twitch for like the last three years or whatever. Um, And it's just like great to see the um, community grow in this way. Blood Bowl wise, as you said, I moved um, over to Fumble mainly from Blood Bowl 2. Um, with the goal of drawing less. Uh, like, I've always had a very good draw rate. <clears throat> Hardly lost any games, but um, didn't win as many as I wanted to, and that changed on fumble, which is great. Um, so achieved that goal. Um,
0: and at this point, Volcarjo um, basically talked for a couple of minutes about how fantastic he is at Blood Bowl and how everyone in Berlin owes him as their king uh, fealty. Uh, and then we moved into um, deciding that the technical aspects were falling over too much. So we had to stop, we had to restart the stream, uh, and that's where I'm going to weld straight into the second part of One World, One Blood Bowl. Okay, um, we're back. I don't know how stable it is, but it does look... No, it's still looking crappy, to be honest. So I don't know how long you'll be able to stay with us, so we'll try and crack through as quick as possible. And uh, if it just gets too bad, we might have to abandon this and come back and do it another night. My internet has been, unfortunately, not very good, but we are moving to a new provider. So things should improve in about a week's time. Anyway, let's crack on and hope it stabilises a bit. Because sometimes it does when I restart like that. <sighs> no, the numbers are looking pretty bleak. Okay, so um, we've sort of said a brief hello to everybody, and uh, I've talked about some of the things I wanted to talk about this evening. Uh, but let me just uh, bring up some of the, uh, the ongoing news, and uh, let's start ta- ta- talking about the Blood Bowl 3 news drop. Because as we sort of hinted, we have heard a lot more about um, their plans, and... This. Oh God, there we are. It's certainly the first thing. Why isn't that visible? Okay, well, we'll move to that one and do it there. This was the first thing that I'd spotted, um, which was the uh, the prices that went up in the Steam Store. Which says that the pre purchase price for Blood Bowl 3 is going to be 25 of your British pounds. I think that's the same in euros, or pretty much the same nowadays. The pre purchase with Black Orcs was 35, the pre purchase with Imperial Nobility, 35, and the Blood Bowl Brutal Edition, 41 pounds. Um, now, very quickly, that got some people upset about the idea of having to pay extra four races. And then this was spotted in the PlayStation store, sort of pretty much within about 20 minutes which sort of told us that the Brutal Edition uh, includes the Blackhawk customizations, because uh, we also thought that the Imperial Nobility and Blackhawks were in the uh, 12 teams we were expecting to be in the release of the full game. Uh, the Imperial Nobility customizations would be in with your Blood Bowl, Brutal Deluxe, a ba- the base game, an exclusive cheerleader, an exclusive ball, and 1,000 warp stone. So that was sort of the first thing we heard. Um I guess any responses to that is that enough to get us excited? Is that enough to make us think this is?
1: It's uh... a lot of warpstone.
0: Yeah, is it?
1: <laughs> Hi, who, who knows? Right, there's, there's been some. We don't know yet to, uh, as to yeah. how much it will be, like you know, per, per yeah. warpstone. Whatever, but, but yeah, it, it seems like the base price seems pretty good, right? Twenty-five pounds. Yeah, that's what itself. I thought. Like, I mean, it's not bad at all. I think if
0: that's getting me to play Blood Bowl three. I mean, assuming Blood Bowl 3 is playable when it comes out, and I'm getting 12 races for 25 quid, that seems seems entirely reasonable. I, I yeah. nearly bit their hand off, and then I thought, do I need to be brutal about this? Um, were you surprised at the price, Thor, Volk? Let's bring you guys in. What did you think
3: of that? Um, I've been waiting for Blood Bowl 3 to drop for an age now. Um, i purposely stayed away from Blood Bowl 2 because I'm playing Blood Bowl 2020 on tabletop. I don't want to be playing two rulesets, so I'm, 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 I'm itching... To, to get this, yeah, absolutely, and twenty five quid for a video game in today's market is nothing. Um, yeah, more than happy.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's sort of just only over the price of a single boxed team, isn't it? It's
4: yeah.
0: I mean it, it's not a huge chunk of cash. I mean I was expecting more like the the forty pound mark, perhaps not you know, the yeah. fifty or sixty you can get on on consoles. But
4: are we are we getting a bargain, Volcage? I mean it looks like it. But the question is, how will it develop? How uh, will the new races be included? It was the same with Blood Bowl 2, where you had to purchase uh, singular teams um, up to when Legendary Edition came out, if I remember correctly. Um, So the question is, uh, what's the price going to be for a new team that's going to be added? How are the teams going to be added? Is it like badges of three uh badges of well, six how fast are they going to be at
0: stay with me my friend i can answer all of those questions with the next news drop that we had about blood bowl three um so Perfect. we are coming right up with the answers to exactly those questions
4: almost like i knew what we're yeah doing. almost like you set it
0: up <laughs> for me to knock it over um <laughs> in Arion, price-wise did you think that seemed reasonable
2: uh i think it's a fair price it, it's uh it's very cheap that's for sure i mean we, we spend a lot of money on the tabletop uh, version uh, to play them to play. It. So um, and it's uh, if you take a look at how many hours uh, we actually spend yeah. uh, playing this game, it's uh, pretty cheap. It's a bargain. Uh, so it's nice to see that, and it's a it's a it's a very good price to get uh, more people involved. And then, if they like it, they can spend additional money on it. So, it's great. It's yeah, it, a win-win.
0: It, it is kind of falling within sort of impulse purchase price, isn't it? Um yeah. But if I could just pull it back up for half a sec. It does mean the difference between the base game and some spikes on your Black Orcs is a full £9. I mean, that that feels like quite a lot of money to me. Doesn't it to you?
1: I guess it would be nice to know exactly what the customizations pack does uh, does include. Sure.
0: But how good does it have to be to make you want to spend a yeah, third of the price of the game? <laughs> I mean, well, over nearly half the price of the game on just to put some spikes on your orcs or some feathers on your knobs. I mean, well, <laughs> as a painter, pain Thor, I'm sure you, I mean, you are a customizer. That's what you do, I mean, with the tabletop yeah. stuff. I mean, we've already seen in Blood Bowl 3, there's uh, looking like a fantastic colour palette for you to use to really get every piece in the game looking as, as they look on your, as long as you only use the, the Citadel paints, whatever they're called, the Warhammer World ones, um, no, to no. look as they look on the tabletop. But uh, do you really, The spikes turn you on for a tenner?
3: Uh, I don't know whether I'll go for the expansions, but the, the full customization thing does look incredibly good, and the fact it is linked to the Citadel colour scheme as well. Yeah, it means that if if you have your Marionberg Minotaurs or whatever you want to call your team that you're playing on tabletop, that you can make exactly that ta- uh, team in game. I, I love that. I think I think it's brilliant. I will be spending several hours designing teams, just sitting there, just having some fun.
0: Yeah, I mean that that was a key question for me. Is is this getting you excited? The idea of that level of customization of of you know and actually being able to put new spikes on or
3: uh, you know, the, the, actual the, the, mutations
0: the... on mutating pieces and things like that.
3: The, the, the spikes not so much um, the amount of teams that I've done for myself or people that I've just clipped the spikes off teams because they're, they're a pain in the ass to paint <laughs> they, 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 they just get in the way they hurt when you drop them um, and stab yourself in the hand uh, the feathers for imperial nobility teams some of the best imperial nobilities of teams I've seen don't have any feathers um, but like I said the, the customization thing the fact that the computer does it all for you takes 5-10 takes minutes to do a team <laughs> Rather than several hours or <laughs> days or weeks or whatever, it, it's it's brilliant.
0: In Arnion, did it get you excited? The idea of
2: customising? Uh, yeah, I guess so. But I'm I'm more keen on actually playing uh, the game. Uh, I just want to play it. Uh, I don't care if they are black or grey or white or yellow. Uh, I just want to play it.
0: Uh, and Volcage obviously wants more details as to pricing. Does um, uh, c- customising doesn't get you thrilled? I- I'm taking it.
4: It gets me thrilled if it gets their paychecks paid. Like right. I personally don't care. Like I could play with a bunch of coins, um, but if that gets the money flowing for them, and if people actually want it and want to pay for that, yeah, yeah, super happy. I think it's a good, good model. Like I think. I mean, obviously, the other option is making people pay to actually play. Like every hundred games of ccl is five quid or something uh, that's the other option yeah I, um, so let's not do that cosmetic stuff keeps the money going i mean i, I guess imagine. i'm
0: exactly where you are that, that i it leaves me a bit cold the whole idea i'm not a i'm not a hobbyist i, I play a game that i love i mean I, I do like my pieces to look nice but that i'm not I'm not. It doesn't appeal to me that hugely, but if it means there's an environment where I can play a game I love and that's a financially viable environment, that's a good thing. I guess I'm really selfish. I want it to be for everyone to love it, but for me not to need any of it.
4: <laughs> it's like dedicated fans. Tell everybody they're super important, but don't take any of your <laughs> Do
0: you know It really is, yes. Can you bring loads so that I earn from the game, please? And can I have none so I can have that, that on my skills? Uh, Elliot, you don't tabletop. You've said you never will. I'll get you one day, my pretty. Um, oh, does does customising appeal to you? Are you a, a painter at heart?
1: F- fake news. I wrote a to some tabletop in the future potentially, um, but uh, but yeah, I'm. Uh, I, I I don't mind painting. Uh, I quite enjoy it. it. I have to be in the right mindset. I think it's quite a, a chill activity. And if I'm like distracted or have something on my mind, I don't quite enjoy it. And I, and I don't do it much. I certainly haven't done any tabletop yet, so I've had sort of limited reason to. Uh, and and, and to, to be honest, the main use I had for the customization in the betas was was trying to make my players stand out from the pitches as much as possible. So right, yeah, I was yeah. Making some nice bright pink orcs to try and uh, to try and see them into the Nurgle pitch and this kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a cool thing, and you know, I hope I hope people like it, and I hope pe- they make lots of money from it. Right? You know, it's uh, you know, cu- customized, you know, entirely aesthetic. You know, you know, no, no, no. no no effect in game, you know, purchases and stuff sounds fantastic. So. I mean as
0: streamers, I mean I, I I you know I will tip my hat, I occasionally stream myself. But as streamers, Anarian, uh, Elliot, do you feel you're gonna have to be up there with the customizations showing your viewers the you know the prettiest pieces? I will. <laughs> the the idea seems to have shocked and appalled you, anarian
2: <laughs> Well, I just want to play, uh, which I'm, I'm sure I will spend time uh, uh, painting the, the the minis and stuff like that in game as well, uh, and choose the proper color and the logo and so on, but uh, I'm just so excited to actually yeah. play uh, Blood Bowl proper. 2020. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. Oh.
0: Um, Elliot, do you think your viewers are going to want it? Do you think they're going to pay for it for you?
1: Oh, wow, they buy me the customization pack. I mean, that would yeah. be nice. Uh, I mean, I'll, no doubt I'll, I'll acknowledge it. I'll, at some point, I'll spend some time sitting down and making some nice teams. But I, I know certainly, you know, day, day one, I'm just going to smash together the first team and, and get right on the pitch. Because as well, obviously, I want to see what it looks like in game. And, you know, we had these works in the betas So, you know, I, I, I'm i just going to get straight in there and, and get playing some games.
0: And, and Thor, <laughs> are we going to see, you know, miniature... But... Sort of, um, what's NFTs, isn't it?
3: Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't see that happening with, with within the Blood Bowl, but th- there is one thing I, I do think would be really cool for people who are streaming BB3 is I've seen quite a few streamers, um, have it. Oh, uh, spend this many crystals or coins or whatever on their stream to be a line. orc yes, with the customizations, you can actually say to the streamer, Can I have this line? Oak? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. Have this on my character to to and it allows your your audience to get more involved with the team that you're going to be mm-hmm. playing as well. And I can see that being a nice thing to be able to interact with your audience with.
1: Yeah, it's a very cool idea. Yeah,
0: and it can take anything up to ten minutes of free content that isn't playing Blood Bowl to customize one player. That's awesome. What a great idea. I think we're yeah. all the streaming community is instantly in your debt. <laughs> um, and suddenly we all need the customizations, Elliot That sounds great. <laughs> Um, look, anything that, that drives anyone into Blood Bowl and into you know feeling part of it, that's that's good news. I don't know about the customizations. So then we got the news that Volcajo is waiting for and has set me up for beautifully. Let's have a little look at that, um, if I can cack-handedly pull it all open again. So the next thing we got was this lovely uh, huge news drop which is all the details of the season system broken down. So we first got this lovely video, and I will drop a link to that both on the, uh, the uh, podcast and the vodcasts. So if you look in the notes section, as well as the usual links to anything that I want to drop you or any of the guests want to drop you, there will be a link to uh, this particular video. This is just the Steam page uh, talking uh, a news release from Cyanide about the uh, coming Blood Bowl 3. They announced that the new season system will be in Blood Bowl 3. We are very excited about all the changes it will bring and believe it will benefit Blood Bowl 3 for many years. We've taken the time to read a lot of the questions, and whilst we're pleased with the overall reception, there's a lot of feedback to take in, and we want to make sure we answer all your questions. That's why we'll look at the system in depth in this news post and in the future, and we want to break down everything and make sure everyone understands the season system inside out. Consider it full disclosure. Um, That's a whole new attitude from Cyanide, isn't it?
3: it shows a nice level of community engagement i like i like it
2: yeah I, mean, I think it's the new publisher Nakon, actually uh, that runs the show here Okay. So, uh, um but it's pleasing to see uh, their involvement and co- and commitment to the game so i'm uh, very pleased with it
0: And we are getting a steady stream of new news. Um, Just to pop back to it for a sec. Let me pull it up. So, seasons are going to last for three months. Uh, Three months for them is the right length of time. I think it's a complete coincidence that it's also the same as a quarter for a financial reporting year. Uh, To keep the game exciting and give players enough time to enjoy the season's content... We really want each season to have its own identity. This means strong, impactful new content that gives a real sense of a fresh experience. Uh, Very like Fortnite seasons. It's also important to consider the impact of the competitive environment that fresh or updated content, such as a new faction or new star players, can bring. Um, So I just want to pause there for a second, and talk a little bit about that. That's the... uh, The idea we already have from the video, um, I don't want to play the video for you because that's easy to do, for you to do, Um, that each new season lasting three months is going to bring us a new team. Uh, They haven't said that the first season is going to start at the minute of the relaunch. Some people said 80 days. That was seemed to be slightly rolled back. Um, But we're going to get seasons lasting three months and each season will have a team associated with it and that team will be released to us to uh, either buy as downloadable content or to achieve as part of a blood pass. We'll talk about those sorts of things in a minute. Three months for a season, that's quite a lot longer than the seven weeks we have now. Um, How do we feel about that? Inarion, is that... Does it interest you, or do you... Does the competitive scene in three months...
2: Oh, it's going to be a long season, that's for sure. Uh, Well, uh, it can be... We've uh, heard there's no
0: redrafting, so
2: yeah but it can be 7 weeks uh season uh and then you have a 7 week playoff we don't know yet uh, we are clueless to uh if there's going to be a playoff like in the championship ladder and stuff like that mm-hmm. also um i think it's important to uh address uh, that uh, when a new faction arrives uh if you recall back in uh uh, Blood Bowl Two, when the Chaos Dwarfs appeared, yep. Sud- suddenly, uh, it uh, changed the dynamic of the of the competition quite a bit. And um, so, uh, I think it's wise to bring one race every third month, uh, and we will see what happens. Uh, yes, I mean, I. I...
0: I can see the sort of logic behind it, but doesn't it mean it's going to be four years until we get to the twenty-eight races that currently inhabit Blood Bowl Twenty Twenty? Because we're starting with twelve.
2: Yeah, but we don't know yet. Uh, four a year—that's yeah. that's
0: there's there's fourteen missing, well, sixteen missing, sixteen missing. That's that's four years.
2: I don't think we know yet uh, if a um, Blood Pass will only contain one faction each time. Uh, I mean, it, it, it can be so that uh, all the stunted teams appear in one Blood Pass and uh, they can do a group of factions or... or I don't know yet. Uh, and we can pick and choose with the warp zone currency we have to buy them. But, yes, uh, I mean, it does
0: say that. Moving on to the Blood Pass. It says the Blood Pass will be linked to a season and its content will change every three months as well. There's two versions of the Blood Pass. Anyone that's played a modern computer game is going to be very familiar with these. A free version, which will allow you to unlock cosmetic rewards during the season for playing matches and the faction of the season for free if you complete the Blood Pass. So when a new faction comes, it's going to be obtainable for free for everyone that has the base game, apparently, as long as you play enough Blood Bowl. The paid version can be bought at any point during a season. It allows you to instantly get the faction of the season. So you can start the season with that new fashion, or you can earn it. And even more cosmetic rewards. Note that the Blood Pass is retroactive, which means, of course, at the end of the season, you can decide you want all the stuff they gave away for the paid one during the season. Each tier of the Blood Pass requires the same amount of experience, so it doesn't become more grindy as you progress. So they're not going to give you the first four or five things on the Pass for, for you know fairly cheap amounts of, of doing work. And then, you know, items 6 to 10 are going to be months and months of killing the same little thing. Uh, There's going to be Warpstone, as we already know. There's a thousand of it if you go with the Brutal Edition. Warpstone is the new in-game currency. You can earn it by playing the game as a reward for certain Blood Pass tiers by levelling up or directly, of course, by buying it. With Warpstone, you can buy cosmetic items in the shops, use it to buy the Blood Pass and acquire factions from previous seasons. So if you join the game a couple of years after we begin, they will still all be available if you pay enough warpstone. As you progress through the tiers, this is quite interesting. Our goal is to reward everyone for playing Blood Bowl the way they want to. All the main game modes, campaign versus the AI, official or private competitions, will allow you to gain Blood Pass XP, as all regular Blood Bowl actions in matches, passing, blocking, dodging, scoring, will grant Blood Pass xp um is that okay
3: yeah i I play quite a lot of uh, games on my phone when i'm bored and there's a lot of games that do exactly the same it's just the state of modern gaming really
0: doesn't it mean that day one of a new season i can just sit down and play the dave and his dog league and as long as the dog's not on form, I can just take the piss and make sure I've got lots of actions that are generating those blood pass SPP or whatever they are, and unlock everything for free, and then go, ha ha, I've beaten you, capitalism.
1: I, I mean, I guess so. I, I mean, that's that's fine, isn't it? You know, you can play a, play a bunch of games as the AI, like you say, doing doing loads of vanity passes and touchdowns and killing all the AI players and get your, get your cosmetics. Sure. You,
3: you're still playing the game at the end of the day. Right. So yes, you're true. Using, you're still using their product, which is what they want you to do. Okay. And the more you use their product, the more like you are to sink more money into it if you want to.
0: I guess that is fair. Um, and so this idea again of the two-tier blood pass, we're all fine with that. We expected that to be how this was going to be working.
1: It's just effectively it's just more cosmetics, right? For the paid one, and, and you get the team you get the team earlier as well, but then you get more cosmetics on top. I guess. Well, it sounds like you
0: might get the odd cheerleader and ball.
1: Ooh! Wow. Don't you
0: want shiny balls, Elliot?
1: <laughs> I'd love shiny balls but uh I mean yeah, it depends what the what what the prices right I could go with the free rough balls if if you know if, if, if the shiny balls are too expensive Famously we Ooh. live in a
0: world don't we where someone monetized putting a reticule for aiming your gun in a third person shooter in the center of the screen and that was a dollar for download um, so nothing is beyond this mad world
4: The only thing I don't understand is if you can unlock the race of the season, yeah, which is basically what they said, with yeah. your XP or the purchase within that season, mm-hmm. uh, what happens when the season of Black Orcs is over? Then um, if you
0: want it,
2: you need your warp stone.
4: Then you need your warp stone, okay.
2: You yeah. can still buy it later on, yes. Yeah.
4: But you can't EXP clear it, basically. Well, no, it doesn't you, seem to you, be. In,
2: uh, well, well uh, that's not true, because the more you play each season uh, the more experience you get and there are 50 tiers uh, you have to unlock and each tier award you with a a, a bunch of warp stones and uh, you get that currency and you store it on your account and you the, you use that in the shop to buy the the race to unlock content.
0: Yes, I've still got a ton of Cyan's lying around, yeah. which I occasionally throw at a uniform exactly. for something. Yeah. Um, and and if you want to you know, not do the grind, if you want to actually you know, pick up three races you haven't got, you don't want to get the uh, Warpstone or you've run out, it, I'm sure there are ways to in-game purchase it, but it doesn't mean it's going to be necessarily yeah, exactly. heavily forced. And I, I think we all expect that after, say, a couple of years, there'll be a Legendary Edition, which will bind all of the previously sold races together in one release. That tends to happen. Because expecting people to join a couple of years late into a game and then buy, you know, legions of downloaded content is a huge barrier to entry, which no company really wants around. So they try and drop the barrier at that point to new people coming in, don't they? Um, So I think that's sort of pretty much all we expected. But I still think a three-month season pass, what if you... I mean, are we going to be able to still have breaks from Blood Bowl and go off and do other things, or is this going to become a you know a working grind on a? I must get my <laughs> my three vanity passes here or I'm never going to make tier forty-seven.
1: Oh. It depends how many games you need right for the, to complete the season.
2: Yeah. Around fifty. Okay. So it's quite easy to get the experience then, I guess.
1: Yeah, and in three months that seems pretty reasonable, right? Yeah. With, with times of breaks as well.
0: Yeah, so that's that's what that's about. One every three days, something like that, slightly more. Mm. That's not too bad, is it? So just having a look at the, the rest of what they've said. Um... Yeah, I mean, Andy Davo in the chat, nice to have you here, Andy, um, has also raised a good point that from the tone of what they've been saying so far, it does seem quite likely that if it, if it sort of is broken on release, they're quite prepared to change the system. So some of it will perhaps you know require a bit of feedback from the user base as to how it's going and what we think about it. Um, oh, and yeah. I'm pretty certain there's a, a sort of a group of users testing it now. So
1: could I ask Andy what those loopholes are, or if anybody in in the call um, knows what he's talking about specifically?
0: Again, don't break any NDAs if that's what's preventing the open <laughs> knowledge or discussion of that.
1: He, he, he brought it up. Sorry. <laughs> that, yeah, but I'm just
0: advising him. I don't want I don't want anyone to lose anything they feel they already have
1: would we'll just be interested to know. <laughs> I guess maybe he meant like UPC, yo, spamming out games against the AI. He's doing lots of touchdowns and stuff. Maybe. Yeah.
0: Now, we did have, uh, as it says here, so on, in terms of those items from previous seasons, and that's a bit I didn't read out. As I said, it, they're going to be available to you um, for uh, Warpstone later on. The competition, now they have told us there's going to be a whole new post about specifically the competitive aspects of it, but there's no reason why we shouldn't wildly speculate based on what they have said so far. Um, and that, I think, is something we'll all enjoy doing. There will be an official ladder based on an ELO system in which everyone can compete. Each season, the ranking will be reset and you will get rewards according to your performances. This is the model we have chosen for season one. We'll watch how well it works and with the goal of improving the model for future seasons. We'll not go into too many details right now as the competitive asset deserves a dedicated news post which we will address in the future. Um The competitive aspect, it's going to be ELO ranked, it's going to last three months in some way, and we'll be rewarded for our successes, uh, presumably with honours, titles, and of course the the adulation of millions. Um, So nothing different from how Blood Bowl is received now. Uh, What do we make of all of that? Does an ELO system excite your competitive goat, Elliot? Are you raring to go?
1: Well I have to admit I, I quite like the the cup system that blood Bowl 2 has going on where you know the, the top teams go to chalice them playing the cup but just that's just because I, I enjoy the knockout blood bowl and it, it's fair play having a different system with just the rank ladder and it's cool that they mentioned prizes you know, uh, you know maybe they're not financial but you know some cosmetics or something who knows you know it'd be cool to uh, have some incentive to go up the ladder the Elo thing is interesting you know some people are speculating about thats whether that's that's coach based Elo or team-based Elo. Um, and that's the how how the teams will be ranked in the ladder, uh, and I guess the question is as well, you know, how will teams be matched? We don't really anything about the spinning yet. right? are are, yep. you, are you going to be spun? Are you going to be found games just based on your your coach elo or your team elo? Because if if so, there was could be some wildly you know mismatched games TV wise. I think it's the uh, team.
2: Uh, it's the teams uh, elo.
1: The team elo, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: So uh, yeah.
1: And then I guess the problem with that is, you know, you do really well, you get a really good score on one team, uh, and you play against another team with a really good score who's just had all their players die. <laughs> so then there's a big, uh, a big TV you know, advantage, which, which might be less of a factor in Blood Bowl Three, right? With yeah, the of the inducements compared to Blood Bowl Two, but it's something that instinctively people don't like, right? Yeah, hate going into a game and saying, "Oh, i am 500 TV down. This is terrible." Yeah,
3: you just take Morgue, though, because it's bb twenty. Sure, sure. It's BB20. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's
0: fair. <laughs> yes, I mean, I think I think that's one thing I'm expecting to happen with the launch of Blood Bowl 3. Um, I think everyone that's been on One World Blood, one Blood Bowl listening will, will know, but the star abuse that we're going to throw at those that don't know, they will presumably learn quite quickly. Um, I don't know if Blood Bowl 3 is having all the special abilities sort of working or not.
1: No, I think no. they've start, at But
0: even without them, plus two mighty blow morgue is a terrifying thing to behold on a blood bowl pitch, frankly.
1: Um, One thing is, do we do we know if they've Im- if they will implement the new Arata for the inducement phase? By the way, we recently had some new new not uh, for the, not for phase. the
2: launch. Uh, Elliot, okay. yeah. So. I
0: mean, and certainly the new teams, Norse and Amazon. Um, I mean, there's whole new skills that would have to be programmed in for Amazon. You know, the hit and run and things. We've never had any news as to whether the new sk- new teams. I mean, you know, a beer pig would have to be created and put on the field. We've never had any confirmation as to whether they plan to put those evolving teams in.
3: But- I'm intrigued to see what GW do for the noise
2: for the beer pig. <laughs> yes,
0: yeah, squeal well, like a p- squeal like a pig, boy. Uh, uh,
2: I think it's great that they are launching and testing the water, so to speak, because. Yeah. That- this is the first time we play blood bowl 2020 on a large scale and uh, sure you you guys have been to the tabletop tournaments and stuff like that but it's smaller competitions
0: um, i can show you thousands the big of one. games of data from fumble i mean yes this is bigger yeah. but fumble yeah. has scaled it up to a very large size um, yeah. and we do have a lot of data that you we know, can point to I'm, I'm fairly well aware of what teams are strong at what t- tv values for example but it, but and of what happens to teams that can play thirty games without a redraft affecting them.
2: Yeah, but uh, and, it, it's and quite difficult. And what though. happens?
4: What and what happens if those teams with hundreds of games without redraft, up to two thousand, face a three hundred TV snottling team? What happens then? Uh, I mean, we've seen that in in the Fumble Cup or whatever now. And um, so Fumble has quite some experience. The thing that uh, PC you touched on uh briefly is actually my main concern about blood bowl 3 as a game for this community um and it is keeping up to dates over the course of seasons with the uh, gw uh release schedule um with like between the beta they did not adapt the rules really now they're saying the special rules are not implemented for launch um the frequency um gw is releasing new teams and spike magazines errata uh, whatever with has increased will they keep up to date how is the release schedule for races going to be like when is it completed with three month season um that is going to be a long time until everything is implemented and once they are implemented can they really adapt the rules um, that is actually my biggest concern. I mean, uh, Candlejack is in in chat right now. Um, Fumble has done a stellar job uh, updating uh, all the rules, implementing it um, within the course of one or two days always. Um, to be honest, uh, what Cyanide and Nancon have done so far doesn't really make me optimistic in that regard. And that might be a bit of a of an issue for us i mean cosmetics and uh, payment models and all of that very nice cool ideas whatever um and i don't know like i never know is the competitive scene who wants to play with the updated and correct rules is that 20 percent of the player base or is it more like two percent of the player base i don't know <laughs> like could uh, be could be either one
0: I I have no idea Um, I've I've always thought it's probably closer to the 2% but I I genuinely don't know I mean Cyanide tell us that most players are single players that don't play online ever Um, certainly Games Workshop have always believed that most people that buy their plastic don't go anywhere and play with it they just sit at home and paint it so I've always thought we are perhaps the minority but maybe I'm being gaslit I I genuinely don't know Um, what do you think guys?
1: I guess it depends if you take player base to mean everybody who's purchased the game, and and then those who like play it regularly. Uh, so maybe twenty percent of those who play some bloodball every week, but you know certainly closer to two percent of those who like who purchased the game. I'm guessing.
0: Hmm. Now there was a little bit more here, so I just want to drop into the other things they've got. Also, it seems that we uh, we stall a lot less when we're on that screen, so uh, that's nice it also talks about crossplay now this has been something that's been exciting lots of people the idea of crossplay um so that seems to get everyone's uh, get everyone's whistle get their goat this probably one of the most asked questions simply put no they are working on it but it is not going to launch with crossplay available it's going to be a, as soon as possible in terms of monetization basically they've said what i what you would expect that uh, the base game is being priced at 30 euros okay so and 25 uk pounds now, um, I, I thought they were near a one-for-one, one, but perhaps things are getting a little bit better. Um, so, yes, it's coming out at €30, Euros, 25 pounds, and you should be able to play, and that's cheaper than the previous Blood Bowl games, and that is the price for the base game. And as I said, you should be able to play the full game, all the races, and from there you should be able to open them up for free. They've been very open about the fact that they want the monetization to mean there is a, an active... User base monetizing it for them so that they can keep developing the game and keep releasing that content for us. Um, but we we don't yet know the price of things like the blood pass. So, I mean, I'm guessing because of that was the price of the customization kits, perhaps about a tenner a month. Does is, does that seem reasonable? I'm mean, I'm wildly speculating deliberately.
2: Ten pound uh, every third month.
0: Yeah, every third right? month. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah,
2: three
3: pound a month then, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We don't know
2: yet.
0: I mean, I think if it was around that level, I'd be all right with it. I think if it
2: yeah, I think we we want to support them because we want them to keep on building upon it to release new features uh, for the game and uh, uh, and also make sure it's uh, so close well close to the rules as possible. So uh, I think the Blood Bowl community, uh, we want this and we would pay for it. As well.
0: Now, talking about as uh, as close to the rules as possible, we have also had uh, some news drop, some huge news drop on Fumble lately, uh, which is this. The so, pitch. Fumble. Well, you may mock an This is a revolution <laughs> to many. Um, there are lots of people. Tell me, there are barriers to them playing on Fumble. Some of them uh, here, as you can tell from the position of some of the red elves, I've dropped into a game. I've got of,
2: banned from Fumble.
0: I've dropped into a game of Matt Dackers uh, just to have a look at uh, what was going on with the new client. And in the same old client, there is a button now up here under user settings where you can click and get yourself a vertical client. Now, some people have said to me that it's the, the, the old school graphics or the size of the client, which is slightly resizable if you exactly know how. Um, that prevents them from playing fumble. But some people have said it is the angle of the pitch, that the traditional fumble pitch is, of course, sideways, whereas now you can have it vertical. There we are, gentlemen, a revolution, but not content there with that revolution. Uh, Krista went further. Oh, yes, he did. And he gave us today, hot off the press, you may not know this if you haven't been hanging out on the fumble discord, he gave us the square client. So now, as you can see, it is the vertical client, but the chat window, uh, which is here, uh, and the game log, which is here, have been moved to the side of the pitch, giving you a lovely square-looking interface with your vertical pitch there. So if that has been your huge thing about Fumble, that has changed. It is now a vertical client, if that is how you choose to play Blood Bowl. is that a thing? Is it? Is that newsworthy? And is that how people should choose to play Blood
4: Bowl? It is insane how many people have told me <laughs> I'm not playing Fumble because it's vertical. Uh, it's horizontal. Like it, It's insane how many people have that as their main issue switching to the client with the correct rules. Um, but it is a thing. I'm very happy it's there. Uh, I tried it for about fifteen seconds, was freaked out, uh, changed it back. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm—I don't know—like I'm I'm uh, the right person to talk about this because uh, anybody who has played me a tabletop and Andy, uh, you have. I think we're both similar ha- that we're like we kind of sit halfway around the table and like we're like we're not either side basically. So. We're we're a bit flexible in a way. I,
3: I've I've got a bad shoulder. I had a shoulder operation ten years ago. And if I go to a, a three or four game tournament or a weekend tournament, I can't sit and reach across the table play end on end without my shoulder kicking up. So I tend to sit on the side. And the amount of opponents I have say, I, I can't play side on. I've got to sit on the end of the table. I'm like, you, you do you do you Sit where you like, but I'm gonna be sat on the I'm gonna be sat playing fumble style, as people call it. And it is it is I, known I, as Fumble Style, yeah. particularly
0: on tabletop. It's very weird. Um
3: I, I, I prefer it. I, I I don't know why, I, I just prefer it, I really do.
4: I went to the I just, I just like to be in my opponent's face, literally. I just like to be as close as possible so they can actually smell my breath.
2: I think we played it uh horizontal as well back in the days, but but uh, it was because of the table size. So it, it depends on the table you, you're you using, I guess.
0: Well, look, this brings me to the final image I wanted to show this evening, which is this one. Now, when this, this was mentioned on the lovely Rick Reckless's chat, a, a man I have nothing but time, love, and respect for. Uh, and don't we all? Everyone loves Rick. He's Blood Bowl's Mr. Nice. But in this instance, he did get a tiny bit snippy about uh, me voicing the idea that a vertical client for Fumble wasn't necessary because it was the wrong way to play Blood Bowl. Blood Bowl should obviously be played on a board that is sideways on, uh, as the Fumble client has always displayed it, because it's a board game and that's the only thing that makes sense. Rick said that no, that not only was it the tabletop community that played at each end of the board, but that that was in the rules. I said it wasn't, that there was no support in the rules for playing the game from the ends. Uh, But as it was getting a little heated, I decided I'd back off, because I'm a nice guy, I don't want to cause trouble. But now I'm back. Oh, this is my channel now. And I've got (laughs) the rules, and I read the rules, and I went all through those rules. And you know what? It doesn't mention which end of the pitch you should be, but there is the following picture on page two of the rules. Uh, It's very similar to the one on the back of the box, and it is, uh, hang on, that's wrong window. It is this image here. Now, my first piece of proof is look at the way the rules are pointed. It is for people sat in this area and this area. The board is clearly placed, as you would with a board game, between two people, lengthways across the space between them, so they are looking eye to eye across the table. You can tell that from the position of the dugouts which again are facing towards where the people would be in these areas, which is where their dice are ready to roll. There's nothing at the ends because that's not the shape of tables and that's not the shape of board games. Essentially, fumble has been right all of these years and everyone is playing their blood bowl wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. Right. Vocaggio, I'm right, aren't I? It's Fumble. Fumble's had it right all along.
4: I mean, to me, it's whatever floats your boat, whatever works. Even at tournaments, okay, I I tend to be a pain for the organizers because I'm always like, I'm going to play my games outside. Is that cool? Like, I'm going to carry my pitch out. I'm going to carry everything outside and play in the sun. Um, And... You can, i like to play standing up for example uh, so i think it's it's however you want it um and i mean in other tabletop systems people walk around the tables and stuff and do weird measuring things or whatever um it is fine obviously the the big question is if you run a massive tournament how to set up the tables because there you need it default setting like if you've been to uh big tournaments like let's say the nafsi or something where space is also very limited you need to agree on one setup um and that is usually lengthwise because i guess it fits more people in total yeah.
0: and also I, I would think in those very competitive environments the idea of you know that longer length between you it, it, it's slightly more dramatic but i recently went to the um I think it's called the Backbiter down in London, the uh, the Dragon Ball League's yearly tournament. Uh, and because of the space and because of the tables, the same thing Andy was talking about, mm-hmm. suddenly all the boards were laid out, and half the people in the room were like, well, well I can't sit at the side of a board and play the game. You're crazy. And those of us that were comfortable with it were you know, looked upon as these weird creatures. Um, in all seriousness, isn't it just a board game? We should be able to play it from wherever we're sat around that board, shouldn't we? I don't with Cluedo. I, I, I don't insist, or, or Monopoly. I don't insist on going in and sitting where my properties are. You know, wherever I am, I can play my properties. Isn't that?
3: That that that'll bring up so many more arguments. For Monopoly. Over Christmas. <laughs> well, I, I've been approached to help a guy run a tournament in Liverpool. Uh, he, he currently works in a pub, and he's like, "Oh, we've got so many of these tables, and then so many like standing bar height tables. And would people have a problem with this? And like, people just want to play Blood Bowl. Yeah. If if they turn up to an event and that's the way the pictures are. You might moan about it, but they'll still play the three games.
0: Now, you know? I, I knew as a as a recent um, convert to the the chapel of Krista, and Candlejack has caressed, corrected me, of course, it is Candlejack that has done all the client work, while Krista <laughs> just sits around counting his piles of money uh, which come rolling in from his job so that he can pay huge amounts of money to keep the server going for the rest of us to play Fumble. Everyone should donate more to Krista. Um. So, Candlejack, thank you very much for the innovations that have got chat wild with excitement over the idea of playing Blood Bowl wrong. So, I knew Volcajo as a convert to Fumble might be on my side. I knew Anarion wouldn't care because he's the most laid-back human I've ever talked to. And I knew Andy might be with me because he's a very versatile individual. Elliot, you're the Blood Bowl 2 man. You're doing it wrong, aren't you? Have I proved my case?
1: Well, yeah, it, interesting. So yeah, that's that's where I'll start. I've I played almost all my Blood Bowl on Blood Bowl 2. I've got a couple of hundred games on Fumble now, so a fair few. But yeah, so I'm, I'm forced to play um, vertically on Fumble, on Blood Bowl 2. right? There was no other way. And there was no other to, way. There isn't, no. And when I went to Fumble, interesting that, that there is on Blood Bowl 3, which is cool.
0: Yes, I meant to mention that. Thanks for bringing that up. It's one of the things that, that brought me around to all of this as well. In Blood Bowl 3, Jimmy was the first one that showed me this. Um there's ways that you can it's a standard setting you can spin the whole field and have it sideways more or less you can do it top down but there's a what he called the sort of the FIFA view like FIFA football is where you're at the side but at a nice height looking down on it and I think that might be a nice way maybe not to play a game but to watch a game back that could be fun i don't know
1: yeah like like fumble it's it's great that the options there yeah. that's a nice nice improvement of football too and so when i when I went to fumble I... I was and I'm still a little bit thrown by the, the horizontal pitch. But honestly, um I, I think it's the way to go. I think I think from a I it depends on the person, I guess, but from a from a maximizing your game perspective, it feels like a horizontal view gives you a more unbiased perspective of the play, right? Surely in a, in the vertical view, you're kind of, you know, uh, a little bit constrictedly, or you get your perspective and not the defense perspective, whereas horizontally you get both equally, it seems kind of you know, if, if you could learn to play one way or the other, you know, I feel like learning to play horizontally might be slightly more advantageous but maybe that's just... Uh... A bit silly. <laughs> yeah, I'm perfectly happy with the horizontal. It's also better for it's better for monitors, right? Horizontal is great for monitors. Naturally, monitor horizontal, and it's great for streaming. Like, there's no way I could stream fumble vertically because you know you just reduce the size of the pitch even even further. Uh, so yeah. I yeah, think, I mean, I you've you've like done
0: some customising on the on the horizontal client to make it very streamable, haven't you? Uh, and that's yeah, that's do- been very popular. Yeah
1: just to maximise the size of the pitch, yeah, because like you say, that's a big complaint, and probably the complaint I empathise with most about fumble is the size of the thing, you know, yeah. but play and and watching it on stream.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Is it mad that people care about this so much? Because certainly people are in yeah. real, <laughs> real cliques over this. I mean, I, I am kidding. I think you should be able to play Blood Bowl, you know, whichever way you are able to sit at a table and play, play. But I do think, if I had to say what I felt the game is designed to be played. It's two people sat on the opposite side of a table with the board laid out sideways between them. I think the pictures show that. But can
3: I don't want to fall out with
0: Rick because to... obviously he's the nicest man in the world. But I think he's wrong.
3: You can you can reach the entire board if you're sat on the side. If you're sat on the end, you're going to struggle to reach all the way through to the, other touch, touch, uh, the end zone.
0: Well, yeah. And I, I don't want people touching my... My pieces, I want to touch all my pieces. So if I'm at the side, I can definitely do that. I can move them around, and I can touch all of your pieces too, um, which I also probably want to do. So I think that's proven to me. Um, There's a revolution coming, and it's everyone playing sideways.
2: Um, I'm not sure about that, because uh, uh, from from a tactical perspective, uh, it's kind of easier to play it like we do in Blood Bowl 2. You really think so? I mean, I'm with Elliot.
0: When I look at a fumble pitch, I instantly know where everything on every side is, how both defences and sides are lining up. And although, particularly when I'm streaming, I often zoom in a bit to actually play the turn, the minute I'm finished with my turn, I find I zoom out to get a better tactical view. Um, And on fumble, I've never forgotten someone in my backfield. It just doesn't happen. Whereas on Blood Bowl 2, there's bits of the field I don't see sometimes. That seems insane to me. Mm, That's true. I will convert you one of these days. You'll play a game sideways, and you'll go, but now I can see everything.
3: I, I, I went to an event in Solihull last weekend. Uh, my first-round opponent didn't see. He cleared, cleared off the corner of the cage, cleared off the corner of the cage, and then didn't blitz the ball carrier because he just didn't see it because he was sitting end on. And I saw it, and I was sat on the side, and I'm like, poker face, he didn't say anything. <laughs> and he, he moved, moved, moved the guy who could blitz, and he was... I said to him after, "Did you not see the blitz on the ball carrier?" He said, "No, I just didn't see it." He walked round to where I was sat on the side of the table, and he's like, "It was so obvious." So you, you may you may have a point there, earlier really, of the tactical side of it being better horizontal.
0: Volcacho, is there a tactical weakness here from people wedded to one or the other? You're my you're my man to find the weakness.
3: I, I yeah, I
4: I think you should be able to basically adapt to both. Like, just make it about the game state in your head and convert that. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, also, uh, th- there's like a, a big, uh, very well-known English Blood Bowl player who who always claims that he never sees miniatures on the board, doesn't he? Like yes. he says to, he said you could play with anything. He literally only sees uh, the basically skill icons. Like there's a dodge player. There's that. Um, and if you if you're not making that up, and if you actually reach that state. Um, that's where you want to be. And that's also where it doesn't matter how, like which way the pitch is. Um, that's why I tend to switch it around, basically. Um, there's a, of there's a list of people
0: on Fumble who I have, and I won't give to anyone, who have confessed to me that they use the setting in the, in the client that allows you to just have discs with colors and a letter on them, denoting what each of the positions is. Um, and there are people that prefer to play that way. Um, there's also others that have replaced all the sprite graphics with ones from Star Wars because people are insane and particularly the people within the Blood Bowl world, if there's something they fancy doing, you know, qualifying a death roll of a chalice or something equally ridiculous, they'll just go ahead and do it and just nothing's going to stop them. They just, they set their mind on it and they go crazy and they just get it done. Um, and congratulations to Nolesius who seems to be doing a cracking job of doing exactly that. <laughs> um It is at the hour, which is what I asked of you guys, and I didn't want to keep it too late this evening. Hopefully, it just looks like, annoyingly, some of the issues. Someone suggested turning low latency off. I have. It doesn't seem to have cleared us up entirely. Um, So I think let's not push our window here. Uh, They're about five hours behind us, so I'm not going to be able to turn the stream off anytime soon. But um, hopefully, I'll, I'll check the recording. Hopefully, this is still all usable content in some way, shape, or form. Um, Our hopes and fears we've already covered, but I want to know if we have any New Year's resolutions. (laughs) Anything I haven't covered, sorry, in terms of the Blood Bowl 3, the Fumble News, anything that I didn't mention or give you time to talk about? Well, look, thank you guys for coming on. Um, Andy, what is your uh, New Year's resolution? What are you going to try and do in Blood Bowl or in your life in in 2023?
3: So in Blood Bowl, I will know this. I have... A challenge that I've been trying to do. Um I, I finished doing the 26 as it used to be, which was using uh, all ra- all races at tournaments. And I got to the end of that, and I was like, oh, what's going to be in my next challenge? I realized I had a best-painted trophy for 13 different races. Spoke to Mike Davis, the, the NAF record maestro, and he told me nobody has ever managed to get a best-painted trophy with every race. I am currently one race away. Oh, wow. I've got humans left, and that's why I've been playing humans for the past six months. Oh. I've been playing humans solidly since the NAFC, taking two different teams to try and get this best painted award, and I still haven't got it. So I just need to complete this challenge. You
0: right need to take it somewhere where people are terrible at painting. <laughs> you know, find um, a. I was going to be saying something very, very untoward there, but but find it some somewhere where you just think people will not have eye level of coordination. I don't know, say Wales, and find a <laughs> tournament there. And just put some humans in. Do you think it's but, because they're the most boring team in Blood Bowl and they don't catch the, the judge's eye? Is that...
3: I, I don't know. I've, I've got a, a second edition team which can do humans all Lord Alliance and Chaos Renegades. Uh, all painted up as Squad Chaos. I've tried them. Didn't win it. I've got a Discworld-themed human team which has got a lovely, massive display and everything like that. Taking that to four events. Haven't won it there. So, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna just going to sit down over Christmas... Try and do a just a full-on modern human team, and and see whether we can get it there. But it's it's just frustrating. Um, but I, I I know I want I want to be the first person in NAF history to, to be able to achieve this.
0: And that would be the twenty-eight, would it, of the modern twenty-two, or
3: so? Technically, it would be it would be thirty, um, because I've I've got Bretonians and Imperial nobility, <laughs> right um but yeah there's 29 i've got slan uh, yeah. there's 29... which are a NAF 20...
0: team but of course they don't count as yeah. an official blood bowl 2020 team the NAF is keeping yeah. them alive yeah
3: um, um but no I've, I've got all but humans wow um, well
0: that's a hell of an achievement and what a what a, a target for 23 good luck my friend um Inarion, what's uh, is it just playing blood bowl 3 i'm sensing i know where this is going what's your resolution for 2023
2: uh, well, I'm going to try to find some more time to actually play the game uh, so I will be coming back playing more Blood Bowl uh, that's for sure in in some way. If uh, Blood Bowl 3 falls flat I might even start at Fumble we, we shall see. But uh, I'm pretty sure it, it, it's going to be playable in uh, uh, next year so uh, I'm going to try to find more time yeah, playing.
0: I'm excited about it, and I want to stay positive, and I'm going to see what yeah. happens when it drops, and I'm not going to badmouth it until then, and hopefully I won't have to then. It's going to be what it's going to be, and it's what we've got as a Blood Bowl community. So I don't think yeah. it's going to affect Fumble. You know, They're releasing with 12 races. Fumble has 28. So if you want to play the 28 races, you're going to have to wait four years to do it on Blood Bowl 3, and that's if they get to all 28, or you can do it always on Fumble. They are different things. They always have been. I think of Fumble as a computerised, easy-to-access, works-everywhere version of the board game. And I think of Blood Bowl 2 and 3 as a computer version, a computer game version of Blood Bowl. I think they're in slightly different niches and appeal to slightly different types as well. Um, So I think it's all good for Blood Bowl, and a good Blood Bowl 3 will be good for all of us. Uh, Volcajo, New Year's resolutions. What's uh, what's yours for Blood Bowl and 23?
4: Yeah, I already said it uh, coming in, so I did a little spoiler there, but... um trying to be a nicer opponent like even if games go poorly um make it about having like have my opponent have a good time basically um and managing to not being salty and making my opponent feel un- uncomfortable i mean if they're a twat they deserve it, and like I will, I will be mean and elbowy and whatever. Now, do you still get um, to
0: judge that, or is that a poll of all the people? Obviously,
4: who the and I'm obviously always right in that. Um, so, um, that is one resolution. Um, the second one is frog,
3: frog,
4: what I was very. I was. <laughs> you you build a team to count.
0: And that, unfortunately, is all we have of the actual live session. Uh, there was another five minutes or so, but uh, because the stream was stuttering and having problems throughout, unfortunately, that is lost. We, we will never hear the final words um, from the assembled throng, nor indeed perhaps the greatest closing there has ever been spoken in Blood Bowl. And that wasn't just my words. That was the words of everyone that was there at the time. Um, I just can't repeat that or, or recreate it for you now. What I can do, though, is say, um, this is actually being done just before Christmas from 2023, so happy Christmas. Do remember, as we've talked about during this episode, it's a tough time for other people. So find someone you love, someone you haven't spoken to for a while, someone you think might be alone at Christmas. Drop them a text, say happy Christmas. Just tell them you're thinking of them. Um, That can mean a world of difference to some people. Have a lovely time, enjoy your blood bowl, uh, and uh, let's look forward to a fantastic 2023. Night-night.